Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the How Have You Been series of uh, Mr. Nice Guy, where I'm interviewing folks uh, while I'm home for the holidays here in my bedroom, um, I have with me uh, a uh, interdisciplinary artist, a uh, teacher, a uh, curator, a musician. Uh, he does a lot of different stuff. Uh, so much stuff that I have to pull my Instagram to properly uh, name everything that he does. Uh, he's a company member of uh, the Performance Art Theater, the Runaways Lab, co-producer of Top Pop Productions, and uh, he's also got uh, some music out that uh, came out this year. Um, he re-released his EP Storage. Uh, he has a single, it's called Open. And then, uh, is there time in our time, which will be on his upcoming album with the Tapestries Collective. So, Joe JB, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. How did I do there? That was amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Could not have done it better myself. I appreciate it. Ah, uh, yeah. How are you doing today? Today's good. There's, like, actually, like, a lot of going on at my house right now. We, like, put up Christmas decorations. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom, I don't think, is done yet. We have to decorate one more tree. And people are like, damn, like a woman is cleaning my wow. my house, and uh, these other people are cleaning our staircase, and like, mm -hmm. just a lot going on. Yeah, at home, there's uh, there's a lot of bodies. Yes, running lots around. of bodies. Damn, how many trees you got in your house? We normally do like three or four, but this year we just have two. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we get like like Fraser fir trees. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, yeah, the reason I'm doing it in my bedroom, the show, uh, instead of my living room, is because of our tree in there. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I used to have a Christmas tree when, like, up until I was like ten, I used to have one in my room too. Oh, really? Yeah, it, I would put it like right there. But like a real one? Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, my parents used to sell them. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, we were like when we were still like the greenhouse that was like. Uh, open during the winter, we would sell like trees and wreaths and uh, that kind of stuff. Oh wow, very yeah. cool! So yeah, it was alive. Yeah, we 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 do live trees. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, they're better. They are. They are. <laughs> Unless someone's like allergic, like is that a? Th I guess that could be a thing. Yeah, Just being allergic to like pine or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I met people that were allergic to mint. Oh. Like, they couldn't brush their teeth with regular toothpaste, and they had, like, if they were dating Damn. someone, their partner couldn't. That use sucks. Toothpaste. Yeah, right? That really sucks, because mint is dope. It is. I love minted gum. Yeah. People will, like, hate on mint chocolate, but I think it is fabulous. I feel like it's a hit or miss. Um, <laughs> like, mint chocolate, mint chocolate chip ice cream is gross because I don't like chocolate chips. Damn. The texture of chocolate chips and the time it takes for it to melt in your mouth is always sort of like this weird variable mm -hmm. that I never feel super comfortable with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. once they're past a certain size, small, it's gonna take forever for them to like. Sure. I guess I that's know. fair. At least <laughs> you know. At least you have you know. It's a texture thing for you. Yeah, it's a texture. Thing. Um, but like those Andes mints. Uh, have I lit. had those? What are like, those? They'd be like at like Italian restaurants. Oh yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Hmm. <laughs> Valid. Oh yeah, those are those. <laughs> those are good. Those slap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I also love York peppermints. 
You know, I was never a huge fan. It goes back to the texture thing. The mint there, that like cakey thing in the center was yeah. never like super. I um, love that shit. I have <laughs> Hey, it's okay. I mean, there's some people that just hate mint, and I, after you have one, it can be like a, uh, like a icy hot feel, like that icy hot feeling, you know, where it's like really intense, but it's also so fresh. Like, I get it can be very overwhelming sometimes. I guess depending on the potency of the mint, yeah. Yes, but I, fair. I don't know. I feel like you'd have to like drink some straight up peppermint oil to really get that. Like I don't know. I, right. I was, which is yeah, that's whack. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, I do not recommend that. No, no, that that does not sound optimal. But uh, you know, we could talk about mint all day. But what we're really here to talk about, we are here to talk uh, love and fear, passion and creativity. Nice. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Joe, but uh, we were in a jazz band together in middle school. I do remember that. <laughs> that I do remember that. Dude, yeah, you were the upright bass player. Yeah, what did you play? I was a clarinet. Nice. Do you still uh, play? No. Nice. I quit after eighth grade. Nice. I actually in sixth grade, I was the clarinet in jazz band. Or no, 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 seventh grade, I was clarinet in jazz band. But then, in eighth grade, I moved up to the tenor saxophone. Okay. Um, and uh, I enjoyed saxophone more than I enjoyed clarinet, but. I hated practicing. Same. I fucking hated practicing. I don't really consider myself an instrumentalist anymore. I, I still can play bass. I can't. I like. I can plunk things out on a mm-hmm. piano, but um, but yeah, I, I was never super into practicing an instrument. No. no. Singing, practicing—that's like more a little more involved sure, and fun. Yeah. But when it was a chore, yeah, it was pretty bad. I yeah. Actually, you know, want to know it's really crazy. Um, so. <laughs> Do you remember Miss Panner? She was the band director at at our junior high. Yeah, at Parker. No. Oh. Well, she was the band director Ms. for. Panner. The, yeah. Was that your eighth grade year? And like, I was like gone or something. Uh. Well, were you an orchestra or band? I was an orchestra. So oh, I was that's probably why. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I had Miss Panner. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, so she was, she was uh, our in she was a symphonic band director, but. So my dad is in the community band at oh, cool. uh, Tinley in Tinley Park, and um, he had like a winter concert at the Brookfield Zoo mm. uh, over Thanksgiving. Nice. And she was there. Oh, she was there. Like, uh, and I haven't seen her in like ten years, and I did not recognize her at first. I'm like, holy shit, that uh. is you! Like, cause she recognized my mom, and then he came up to us, and she was like, oh yeah, I taught. I taught both your uh, children, and like referring to me and my sister, and it's like holy shit, this is like crazy. Because like you know, it's just someone that someone that like you just was in such a different part of your life, like as a kid, and it's odd. yeah, and I remember run into running them. into my my kindergarten teacher when I was in like junior high or high school, and I was like, wow, this is really weird. It is because you look the same. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Three feet taller, right, or something, you right, know? right, right. Hmm. Do you remember Mr. Thompson? Uh, he was a uh, like a science teacher for. Uh, I think so. I think yeah, yeah, I do. I saw him at lessons one time. Really? <laughs> and that was weird. That is funny. That was odd. 
Um, I see uh, from HF. Uh, I mean, it was always sort of like a fabled like like story that people like to tell. But I did actually see uh, Mr. Ridgeway, the gym teacher at HF. Uh, There's so many. Oh yeah, he was yeah. a gym teacher. But there's always that like that like uh, rumor that he always hung out at Lassen's. Uh, That's probably true. Uh, and yeah. I, I, the first time I ever went to Lassen's yeah. legally, he was there. He was the first person I saw. It is, and it's funny, you know, it's kind of funny to see, like, you know, your teachers or old instructors and, like, the social settings you thrive in. Right. It's also weird because now I'm, I do some work with the speech team at, at HF, but, like, um, one of the coaches is a history teacher there, and, like, he was a junior when I was a freshman. Really? We're, we're friends. And oh, so wow. now, like, I have friends that are teachers there, friends oh, that work wow. in administration and stuff like that. That is like, wild. It's it's. A full 180. Yeah. How old yeah. am I actually? It's like, holy shit. <laughs> I can My teachers can, like, now they're, yeah, for one, it's like they're not even your teachers anymore. They're your colleagues. Right. And then it's like, damn, I can hear them, like, actually talk about real shit. You know, like, what they're really feeling. Right. You know, they can swear. Right. You know, when they're, when I'm around them now. It's, yeah, I, that has to be, like, super, uh, uh, surreal. Uh, just to like see somebody in a completely different uh, light like that. Definitely. Know? Yeah. So I guess uh, so. I don't know really where to start with because you do so much. So I guess like uh, you want to tell me to start a little bit about the uh, the performance art that uh, you're involved. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. So I've been acting since I was a wee boy. Right. Um, you were in theater. At yeah, HF. and like yeah. school and stuff. But I was also represented by a couple of talent agencies when I was in junior high. Um, and then I went to college for theater. Um, I've done probably more than like 50 shows in my mm -hmm. life. Um, I do film. You know, I've I worked a little bit as like an extra in like television sets mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, done some independent films. Uh, in production for one independent film right now uh, and then I'm gonna do two plays at the top of next year a Raisin in the Sun with Invictus Theater and then um, I'm a company member of the Runaways Lab it's a nonprofit sort of like DIY feel theater mm -hmm. uh, we're based in Pilsen we have a mm -hmm. rehearsal space in Pilsen and we um, will rent out spaces to like do most of our productions uh, but we're gonna do a um, uh, workshop performance of a new play that our artistic director wrote um, and yeah I'm gonna do that we're getting paid through a grant which is awesome. really nice that it's is more than usual yeah. for you know nice. a stipend um, and then I get the other stipend you know at the conclusion of that process so sure it's exciting yeah that is yeah that is very thrilling you're going into this 2020 with a lot of ambition there yeah yeah. stuff to do yeah so what are the productions exactly oh it's uh raisin in the sun is an american classic uh by lorraine hansberry uh it's going to be directed by aaron mitchell reese who funny enough is the nephew of chadwick boseman really yeah right oh yeah <laughs> cool funny? yeah yeah because that's his uncle and um he he's won like black theater alliance awards and understands like the circuit to like get jeff auditors to come to your show so i'm hoping that we can do some really good work on the production and um get enough exposure to totally. uh so i can be like 
reviewed yeah. for I haven't been reviewed in a while and uh, not been in two big publications as far as Chicago is concerned so this would be like kind of my first time mm -hmm. being in that realm and hopefully we pull it off and we get invited to some awards yeah for next year that is really awesome uh, that'd be dope yeah for sure and then the other show is called Nassim Bleeds Green um, it is sort of like it's almost it's it's the technique that the our, uh, our artistic director wrote it in is, is kind of a blend of like poetry theater and uh, docu theater because mm. like he took he took blog posts from like all of these like main characters that he's exploring and that's how he created this text but it's laid out on the page in the sort of like poetic scheme um, but Nassim and I don't remember her last name but Nassim was this woman who was an animal rights activist and she had a YouTube channel that like was her day job basically mm -hmm. she made a lot of her money on on YouTube videos and um, so she was this animal rights activist and like would animal rights activist extremist for sure. for one right yeah and so yeah. she like would would uh like make these really really graphic videos and like but some of them are really funny and then the animal liberation people yeah they call them yeah. Yeah. yeah but she's also known as the youtube shooter from earlier this year it was kind of like a there and gone story um because it was like kind of in the wake of the the sandy hook movement um and like us figuring out stuff about russia so like it was like within the 24 hour news cycle it wasn't really talked about for more than much of a day but she was known as this woman who um all her videos from youtube got banned like her channel got banned and so she wasn't making any more money she was like what's up like i want to you know handle this in a terrifying way and so she yeah. went to the youtube headquarters and like shot several people oh, and I, I don't think she killed anyone uh, she may have injured some people, but then she eventually killed herself. Damn. Yeah, and so like our show is, is like a it's called Nassim Bleeds Green, and it's a workout opera in hell. So it just kind of imagines her afterlife with these other sort of like liberationist characters mm -hmm. that uh, have uh, some colorful depictions in our wow. in our history. Yeah, I'm playing this guy's Richter, who is a. Uh, uh, I think he was part of the Occupy movement, and oh, he, he sure. like sets himself on fire, and mm -hmm. that's how he dies in, in his protest. Um, yeah, so it's, I've done some really weird shows with this company, like because we're 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 known for doing primo weirdo theater. I I could get down with that. Yeah. It sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be pretty interesting, and we're gonna we're gonna do some cool stuff with it. Very awesome. Yeah. Uh, how much time are you uh, devoting to both productions right now? They both actually run. They they start the same week. Rehearsals start the same week. Um, January through March and that's uh, kind of long on average for most processes for, for rehearsing you typically rehearse for one to two months um, and specifically for um, A Raisin in the Sun I'm really excited because it'll be my first month long run yeah. which is like sort of the professional standard in, in, in Chicago like mm -hmm. for regional theater I'm used to like two week runs, one weekend runs, you know what I mean? But this will be my first time like needing to repeat the show yeah. for a whole month. So I'm really excited to see how that how that figures itself yeah, out for me. For sure. Yeah. Damn. It does sound, uh, sounds like it might be a little exhausting, but. Uh, yeah, but there's no two show days and it's not a dance show. Oh, that's good. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to be playing Joseph Asagai. 
um, in the show, there's like Sidney Portier was the, the man that was famous for playing the main character. His character's younger sister, also living in this tenement home with them, um, has is, is in college and uh, has this boyfriend who's from Nigeria, mm-hmm. uh, and they're both in school together. And he wants her to like marry him and run oh, away sure, to Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's who I'll be playing, and I think he's only in like one or two scenes. So I don't, I don't think it'll be like oh, yeah. crazy. Sure. I'm just really excited. To, but, yeah, yeah, to be working again because I only did, I didn't do any plays in in 2019. I just did some extra work um, and uh, writing. I was writing a lot in 2019, but I didn't do any contracts for shows. And yeah, so this will be. Put me back out Very there. Awesome. Put me back with again. We love to see it. <laughs> well, thanks. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that'll be really dope. Uh, you know, get back in the swing of it. Uh, and because like one part isn't doesn't seem like that much of of a commitment as much as the other. Like I'm right. sure it'll balance itself out. It, I think it. I think it will. Cause like I memorized the the his big monologue uh, for the audition. So I'm like. That'll be pretty fresh for when I get to rehearsal. Like I'll like have yeah. that pretty much done. Sure. And if it's that, if it is that only one scene where it's like, or or two scenes you get introduced to him and then they have their like conflict resolution thing as far as his characterization is concerned, then it'll be like I've learned this and maybe about two weeks I'm gonna work on it for yeah. another month and then we're gonna put it up. Awesome. <laughs> Super cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, dope for sure. Uh, yeah. I live in Milwaukee. Nice. Uh, but how do you like it? I love it. I like Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a cool town. Yeah, no, I've been several times. Oh, nice. What did you do when you were there? One time, I've, I've like been there with my like my dad, who's just doing random stuff. But I remember this one time specifically. Um, I was I was a freshman in college, and I was working like access, building access. It was like a security job for um, the athletic building at UIC. And I'm sitting there, and uh, or no, like this is like before I need to clock in. My friends are like, "You should call off work and come with us to Milwaukee on the mega bus to see our professor in a show." Oh, nice! I uh, so I'm like, "Yeah, screw work, fuck work," and I'm just like, uh, I just get on this mega bus with them, and I had never like bought a ticket for mega bus before, and so I didn't buy a ticket for mega bus. I thought you bought them at the bus or like at the station or some shit like that. Um, so I just literally, like, walk on to the Megabus without paying for a ticket, and I get my whole ride there is free. Damn. Yeah, and I just, I'm just, like, with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just get on the, they all have tickets, I don't have a ticket, they don't really ask me for it, so just walk on. Um, and then, um, we get there, and we go to this huge marketplace, I wish... The Milwaukee Public Market. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's incredible, they have, like, everything in there, yeah. all kinds of food, and... It's we, very loud in there. It is very loud, so there's, like, four or five of us, like, you know, hanging out together, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, getting beers, and, like, right, yeah. you know, just, like eating delicious food yeah. in this wonderful like this cute little market I feel like the the closest thing we have to it is like the downtown Portillo's you know what I mean like yeah. <laughs> it is that's funny yeah it is pretty adorable like uh, it's definitely like something to do like on your first trip there I have eaten at a number of the establishments inside it, and some of them have not sit well with me. Mm, uh, why so? Uh, like, I'll get sick. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Um, Seafood stuff? 
Actually, no. Or just like, it was a sandwich. I remember yeah. I got sick. I just didn't feel good after I ate it. Um, which might just not even have anything to do with the the food or the place itself. It might just be I was getting sick. Who knows? But mm. um, but it is like it's cool. I mean, like there's a lot of places to get drinks, like you said. Uh, but you can also get coffee. Right. Yeah, like literally what everything. Right. There's that spice shop. Right. It's so over the top. <laughs> I love it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a you know that's that's a good like. Uh, thing to like be if you're coming to milwaukee like that's something you got to do for sure um but uh uh i'll be watching from afar to see that uh you know hopefully to see um how your production's going everything thank you so that'd be really thank cool you. yeah sure thing so how about uh let's talk about top pop productions yes so i started top pop productions with my family earlier this year uh, we've put out a music video and a couple singles and we'll be publishing the album um, and it really was just a way for me to sort of like house my music and um, uh, to kind of have a name to slap on the live events that I self-produce um, so like a year ago now I did uh, um, like a live show at a restaurant, self food restaurant in mm. Country Club Hills and that was like the Tapestries Collective it's the music oh, yeah. collective that I'm a part of um, it was like our first like live show, sort of like our just, we've got this music, we're gonna make an album in like a year, and like here we are. Um, so that was like received really well, I made all my money back in a little bit, everybody, awesome. in the, everybody involved got paid, and it was like nice. Um, and then I did like um, a production of two short plays that were kind of like packaged together with a night uh, of DJs and drinks. Um, at this art gallery in Pilsen, which is actually going to be where the listening party is for this album. Word, yeah. Um, but uh, so I got to produce this event for the for Runaways um, in, in co-production with Top Pop Productions, and so we've just been building a producing resume um, and being able to like house the music. Top Pop Productions also is working with a poet right now. We're trying to self-publish a book for her. Awesome. Uh, it'll be like her first chapter book. Um, uh, with illustrations by her cousin, she's Very really nice. cool, and then she's got all these like beautiful poems. Um, yeah, so we're putting all that together, and we're just like a multimedia, yeah, multifaceted yeah. thing. We're working on a second music video we shot uh, one day last week. We have one more day to shoot uh, next week, um, and then we'll unveil that music video with the album at the listening party on the 18th next month. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of what that is. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Damn it. Yeah, it's cool that there's so many facets. Like anyone can, any creatives can like come and find something that you can help them with. Definitely, no, and literally that, and that's kind of how we want it to work. We we're we're focusing on like music, literature, film, and theater, um, but trying to think about uh, performative art holistically and mm -hmm. seeing ways in which we can like aid an artist in their process or uh, just give them support with something that they already have created. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds like you uh, really uh, uh, enjoy Pilsen. Because, I mean, that's more yeah. of like an artistic neighborhood. It, it's kind of an, uh, like a, it's like the New Worker Park. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Um, I don't think it'll ever completely gentrify. I don't know, that that may be a lie. 
but uh, it may be it may completely gentrify one day. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are like just all these different art galleries that have opened up there, um, art galleries that have been housed there for a while. Of course, there's the Mexican Fine Art Museum, mm -hmm. which I used to go to like Spanish class. That was like one of my favorite oh, trips nice. like, <laughs> every year. I would always go to that field trip, um, and we go to like Uncle Julio's house. Oh, after. Dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, Pilsen is a cool town, but I, I work all over the city. Um, I've I've worked as far north as like Evanston, you know what I mean, uh, and yeah, like all over. Yeah, the uh, Raising the Sun is going to be at the the Pride Art Center, at the Buena. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I've, mm -hmm. I've done a, I think I've done a reading there before. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but then you know we're gonna do the whole show. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Very, yeah, it so. sounds like you're just exploring so many different you know uh, fronts and communities of creativity that uh, make Chicago what it is. Definitely, definitely really awesome. It's an honor to be kind of plugged into it and to know so many wonderful artists that uh, consider you their their peers. Yeah. Which is, it's just an mm -hmm. honor to me. Totally. I know so many dope people. Yeah. So many cool things. It's yeah. too many. It's, it's too many. So many dope people. Yeah. People are dope. It's an oversaturation <laughs> of dopeness. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be enough dopeness to go around. Maybe yeah. that's this episode's title, an oversaturation of dopeness. That's, yeah. <laughs> I will definitely throw that in there. For sure. <laughs> that will be uh, a tag. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like you, uh, so I know that you said that, um, you're not really an instrumentalist anymore, uh, only sort of like more casually. Um, so, uh, what's what would you consider like your primary way of making music now? Lyricism. Uh, yeah, a lot of my all of my songs start with um, like snapping to a lyric and melody that I've sort of like structured after getting some things down, trying some things out, listening to them, um, and then I'll get like that melody you know sort of decide a structure see if, if it's a, a good amount of time for the kind of song I, that I'm making and then I'll work with other instrumentalists give them writing credit um, or other producers uh, share writing credit with them for a particular song even if it's paid work for hire so like uh, there's two producers in the collective um, this is Dabber, uh, Duvu David Abramoff oh yeah. yeah 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 goes by Duvu I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Duvu's dope. Duvu, Duvu. I'm trying to get down with Duvu. You know, in, in our time, he wrote that. That's awesome. It was really? like a, he was playing guitar. It was a the guitar, drum, and bass jam with a guy named Ben Code, David, and uh, and then Ty Ty Stalen. Oh wow, was on trombone. Ty Stalen actually just hit me up because oh, wow. his bands are his band is trying to play in Milwaukee more. Oh, cool, so, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, so he's asking me a little bit about the scene, but man, small world, man. <laughs> yeah, David and Ty wrote on two of the songs. Uh, yeah, two of the songs that um, that are on the album: "Love Was the Motive," "Summer Friends," and then "In Our Time." Is in our time for sure? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I guess so. You dropped that EP. Uh, you said it came out two years ago. Yeah. And then you re-released it this year. Yeah, we released, and that was like September. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so like we re-released in September, and then we released a couple more singles after that. The song um, open. Right? Open. Open was originally on Storage the EP, and funny enough, so like if you go to Storage, the last song is Open Acapella. That was a mistake. That was like an original like melody, like the kind of thing that I would send into a producer mm -hmm. to make music to. Um, 
and uh, I like accidentally uploaded it. I was like, "Fuck!" Like, <laughs> didn't mean to do that. Yeah. Uh, but then I, it was not. It was it was fine because I got to open, you know, or just release it as a single with a new, with its own sort of like solo image. And I think it was more impactful that way. Honestly, um, um, it's gotten like 180 streams since we dropped yeah. it, and I'm like, "That's on Spotify alone." You know what I mean? Yeah. It is and a I'm very like, beautiful song. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. the feature. Saray yeah. is her name is Saray. She goes by Yaya Wali. She's incredible. She's just insane. And then my sister brought something really special to it. Um, yeah, okay. Z is my sister. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was. It was. It was cold for sure. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, this new uh, album that you're, you've been working on with the Tapestries Collective. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for one, I guess like uh, like how did the Tapestries Collective like sort of come to be? Yeah. So I was. I kept writing after after my first EP. And I did not foresee myself continuing to make albums, right? I originally was like, oh, I'll just keep dropping EPs, keep trying to get as many features on there as possible so it seems like, so it doesn't seem like I'm a solo artist. And that's, mm -hmm. a, solo, a solo music artist is not something I want to mm -hmm. really do. You're very collaborative. Very much collaborative. Yeah. I learned art through collaboration. I learned art through like you know making music with a bunch of people and uh, or like creating a show with a set number of people um, and like you know a director and a crew and totally. all these people right um, and so uh, the Tapestries Collective really came because the things I was writing also just lent themselves to um, more complex harmonies um, they lent themselves to um, just like genres that wouldn't even genres keys like you know uh content mm -hmm. but that just didn't fit subject matters and stuff that didn't fit my authentic voice as an artist mm -hmm. um and that sounds weird to say because i wrote them but um ultimately like I, I see myself as a storyteller so like a lot of the times when i'm performing i'm i'm not performing my own perspective right but this sort of like imagined one um from another view and so the Tapestries Collective was, was really an opportunity to sort of like uh, house myself in the music that I make. You know what I mean? There's Joe B up that, you know, has some solo stuff, but he's a, a writer for the Tapestries Collective. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. Yeah, awesome. So, gotcha. Uh, so, uh, this uh, you're dropping this album, uh, is it next month? Yep, next month. Uh, we don't have like a solid day yet. You'd have to pay more money to like <laughs> choose the day. Uh, but it'll. I'm, as soon as I get my masters in, um, they should be here probably shortly after the holiday. Um, I plan to like s s upload everything and send it in maybe like a week before the listening party, and then it usually takes about a week, a little less than a week, to get everything live on on Spotify and Apple and mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know all the other platforms and stuff like that. And then at the listening party, I'll literally be playing it from the platform, yeah. like you know, yeah. being like, "Hey, it's 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 here." You know yeah. what I mean? Go listen here, and then go tell your friends all about it, and yeah. download it yourself. For sure, awesome, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I have this for you. I have a gift of sorts. Oh, wow. oh boy. Um, so there's this. Oh, sweet. Oops, sorry. You're good. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so who is all in the collective? Yeah, so it is myself, Joe JB, there's David Abramoff, also known as Duvu. Duvu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's Ty Stalin, uh, there's Silver, also known as Aquila Petty. Mm -hmm. um, 
There is uh, Jillian Schumann. Uh, and then DJ Simi, Simone Nicole, one of our producers. Uh, there's Ethan Young, an amazing guitarist. He's got a couple of uh, co-writes on this album. Awesome. Um, and yeah, and there are a couple of other features that are on the album, who, people who are not expressly a part of the collective, but just sort of contributed to this album and like may or may not come in and out and mm -hmm. hang with us again and yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like yeah so it is very much like this open fluid door totally uh, but that would be like the core group of, awesome. of us yeah sure. very cool well uh, thank you so much for bringing this to me no I, problem yeah I very hope to uh, um, I can't make it because uh, living in another city but I do at least hope that uh, I can catch one of your shows at some point. That would be really we, cool. I really hope to focus on that after this event. Yeah. Uh, booking more shows and hopefully finding a booking manager. So if, we, if there is any booking managers out there, yo, just give me a ring. <laughs> What's up? We're talking to you. We're talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, it'd be cool if maybe come to Milwaukee sometime. That'd oh my gosh, awesome. that would be dope. I, if, if that happens, I will definitely be letting you know. We will have to we'll discuss that then. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Um, for sure, man. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, awesome, dude. Well, uh, I think we did some great work here tonight. Um, so, uh, a closing, um, excuse me, uh, closing questions that I ask everybody as we uh, end uh, are, uh, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? <sighs> My God. A failed judicial and legislative system. My God, that keeps society up at night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's real. Yeah, um, I think it's broken. Everything's broken. It's all broken. Yeah, and I am every day more and more intrigued by the idea of the fall of capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the revolution is, is brewing. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, and I really hope it is not televised yeah. so that people right. are like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what puts you to sleep though? Hmm. That's a good one. I am, um, I'm going to say Contra. Weed. Yeah. January 1st. It's January 1st, y'all. It, it can't come soon enough. 2020 is going to be a dank <laughs> year. Literally and figuratively. Literally <laughs> and figuratively. Like that April, April 20th, 2020 is, is going to be insane. And you, you won't be able to walk anywhere. No. It's just going to no. reek. Right, the streets right. are going to reek. It's just going to be a cloud of loud. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you, Pete. Yeah, this is great. Uh, so, uh, Tapestries Collective. Album coming out very soon next month, and uh, yeah, uh, was it the Runaway Labs? Yeah, uh, Runaways Lab. Runaways Lab. Excuse yep. me, put the S at the end of the wrong word there. Um, so uh, stay tuned for Joe JB and the, the music he's uh, coming out with, the productions he's working on, and uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.